Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here. One more hour to go. If you want to get in here, you can. 8150 for the UPS Jobs text line. Uh, though, what we've sort of been refer- uh, responding to today when we've tried to be serious in the least uh, today, which has been less it's been a weird than day. usual. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, it's Mark. Fine. It's been a weird day, it's and I'm fine. okay with that because it's, it's Friday. So, no, it doesn't count when he does it. Stop. No, no. All right. I'm not subjecting people in their cars on a Friday. To I that. was just don't do it. No. I was just I was just checking your reactions. Okay, and you did a good job. And then I stepped on it. Not it's nice. It's not. That's not my. You fault. played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that come on. That's pretty good. That was no. I agree. I can take an L when you I take it. You played yourself. What we've been responding to, Josh heard uh, ahead of you know the, the honoring of the 2013 team tomorrow at the UM Center. Uh, taking uh, advantage of the opportunity to sort of talk about how the process, how we got here, and what's going on right now. And we're all we're ten years away from 2013 in every way imaginable with the with the basketball team uh, where it is right now. But asked about Kenny Payne, Josh heard a pretty lengthy answer. I want to play it again. It's just a couple of minutes, a couple of responses to a couple of little things that we have not uh, picked up on in here that I wanted to react to. We'll let you hear it again. Here's what it is. here's what he said. Kenny Payne was talking with Bob Valvano after the game on Wednesday night after a close loss to Virginia. And he, he shared with Bob that, he, you know, he told the players, this can never be like this again. And I just want to get your, your thoughts on how, how we get out of it, you know, how we move forward, how we make sure that we get back to the standard that is Louisville basketball. Yeah. Um, you know, I think let me start answer, start that answer with just what, University of Louisville basketball is in the standard, right? I, I'm, um, I've worked in two athletic departments. I've worked at the University of Louisville and I've worked at Villanova. Uh, and I think that that standard is pretty similar for both of those basketball programs. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't work anywhere where the standard was to be okay. You know, to let's make the tournament. Let's let's uh, let's celebrate making the tournament. That's not you know. That's not what I want to do. And so the standard is to compete for championships here at the University of Louisville. I understand that. And that's the expectation from this fan base, from the city, 
and that's what we're going to work really, really hard to get back to. Uh, and now I'm not going to sit here and say these are excuses. In my mind, these are facts relative to where we are today. You know, if you look at this program for the better part of seven years, it's been on probation. And, and that doesn't just, you know, that's not just a cliff that you fall off of. It's just this decline. And that's what's happened. If you look at, if you look at this program over the years and, you know, Kenny has a really difficult job. Uh, he knew that coming in, uh, I, and I, and I've said it, I don't think anybody expected us to be three and 23. Um, but that's where we're at right now. And nobody thinks that's acceptable. Uh, nobody thinks that 500 is acceptable. Uh, you know, people expect to be competing for championships here and that's what we're going to try to do. And Kenny's going to have the resources to do that. And, you know, I think right now, the only thing I would ask from our fans is, uh, you have, you care deeply about this basketball program. You are, I mean, the, the emotions that you invest into this program over the years have been tremendous. And that's what makes this program great. And I need you to continue to support this program because we're going to get it back to where everybody wants it to be, expects it to be. Um, I, can, I can assure you uh, this, this past year, uh, for me, for Kenny, uh, for his staff, for my staff, it, it, this has not been fun. Uh, to be honest with you, it's been miserable. Uh, it's just, you know, our fans feel it. I feel it. Kenny feels it. And um, we are going to work really, really, really hard to get the talent in here. Uh, and if the support staff isn't what it needs to be and, uh, or there's a, a cog that's missing, we're going we're to correct that uh, because it's, it's really hard to win. I say that all the time. It's extremely, extremely hard to win. Uh, and, I mean, you think, think about how many good teams the University of Louisville's had. And they've been at the mountaintop three times. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's that's the expectation, and that's what we're going to try to get back to. And and I do. I do have confidence that we're going to get there. Uh, and uh, as soon as I don't have that confidence, then, then we'll have conversations as to what we change or how we change it. But right now I have all the confidence in the world in Kenny. And uh, we've just got to, we've got to get back to where our fans want us to be. And like I said, I think we will. Yeah, Josh. That, I get, I, that's good. Yeah, but he, I know he goes on a little bit more, but – I mean, I think there was something in there for for just about every subset of the U of L fan base there. Uh, but most importantly to me, I think he still sort of voiced support for Kenny, which is which is what he should do, especially publicly. And and there's it's no different than the sorts of things that Tom George used to say, even about coaches that he ended up firing shortly thereafter. They always got public support until the very end. The dreaded uh, vote of confidence. Vote of confidence. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which I don't necessarily think that's what this is. Yet, but you can't expect him to come out and say anything other than this. That's exactly right. Because I think in the end, like it's <laughs> it is vital. I think, and I think it's the goal of just about every athletic director. If a coach doesn't work out, but especially in this case where it's one of your own that you brought back, partly because he is one of your own, yeah. that that if it doesn't work out, it doesn't have even a whiff of having pulled the plug too soon or that it was because of anything you did. Yeah. You need to make sure that he he has the real support and there's appearance of support. Like you need to make sure that he gets every opportunity to succeed uh in the position and I think that it was a measured response and it showed kind of it, it and not to to repeat everything but we have a new audience now but it kind of 
checks a lot of boxes as you as you referred to like i think that it set the standard or at least reminded everybody the standard and said that look we aren't adjusting expectations because of what's happened the last four four or five years and what's happened this year like it doesn't reset the bar yeah you know i think that he's very clear uh, about the modern state of college basketball and that it's not going to take two or three more years to turn this around that's not how it needs to be that's not how it works anymore. That's not how you build programs in the modern age of college basketball. He also kind of voiced his own cons- like, look, it's been miserable for all of us. I think it's good to hear that, honestly, because the fans don't hear, don't they're not in the athletic department every day. You know, a lot of fans wrongheadedly have been like, oh, they're just clearly okay with this, because they don't hear somebody out there complaining every day. That's not how it works. First of all, you only hear from a couple people in the athletic department ever. That's how it's supposed to be in any organization. You're going to hear from the athletic director. You're going to hear from, um, you know. uh, uh, They don't come out and issue a statement after every game. Exactly. But, like, you might hear from, uh, you know, the Kenny Kleins of the world um, or whoever replaced them, you know. Uh, Zach. Thank you, Zach. Sorry. I, I. Zach, Zach very, I, I just want you to remember, I remembered your name. Dave you know what, did Zach, not. Don't hold it against me. We had a nice exchange the other day. Very easy. He's, he's very good at what he's but nice doing. nice enough, apparently. You know what? You know what, Mark? I'm not going to get nice thrown, enough for you to remember who it I'm is. I'm not going to get thrown under the bus. By the way, by this is absolutely right the most hypocritical thing I've ever done because I will have full exchanges with people then not remember their names, yeah. and it's all about me. So Yeah. I had. But I'm digging in because I remember this one. I had 25 years here it's with Kitty Klein. You know, it's going to take more than like six months with Zach. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting there. All right. Um, but no, you're only going to hear from like a couple of guys. The head coach, the athletic director, you know, Zach Greenwell, like maybe. Like those are the people you're going to hear from outwardly facing anything other than basic boilerplate stuff. And that's that's how it should be. And it's nice to hear kind of from Josh at this point basically saying look it sucks <laughs> well, it sucks because, for everybody and it's been miserable and we all want to fix this and none of us are okay with it well but sometimes I, th- I think you just can't it gets very uncomfortable some people get elevated just feel like we're not hearing anything and they will fill that that sort of patient silence with they must not care yeah. Or they don't, or they're not noticing that it's going this poorly, or or what have. And, and obviously, now we've like tried. They're to, not there every day. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, this is all they do. This right. Is, this is their whole like. This was have you Josh's been first yet, Mark. This was Josher's no. first first major hire in one of the flagship programs at yeah. the university. You don't think he's living and dying with every game, a little bit. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he cares as much as anybody, but it. Some people expect like a statement after every game or something. Like people right. to come out, like I don't like I don't know, making blood oaths after every game. Well, like I, it's gonna get better. I've dealt know? with this on on, on post game <laughs> shows before, where there there are some folks who who demand to have their anger mirrored back to them yeah. by people in charge. Or, Just, or you know, validated. Yes, validated, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, that's reflected. Is exactly what I was looking yeah. for. That's exact. There are people who think that, and that's not realistic, and it's not going to happen. Uh, anytime soon at all it's just not but it was good to hear him say because i think some folks do need to hear this and i agree with him and i'm glad he's like this is not okay because i think there is a fear that some folks have it's unfounded but i understand sort of what they're getting at at least that sort of like kenny is is really more about like a social statement and the results don't matter 
It's just and simply it, not true. Well, it's not, yeah. but it's good to hear it. But no, man, we're supposed to be. Josh is like, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, of course, next year has to be better. Guys, I want to win championships. That's what we're supposed to be talking about and saying. Good. I'm glad to hear it. It's exactly. And that's where the fan base still is and where the fan base is going to remain. And I just feel like any. I understand that, that people get nervous about the future going forward. We're in the middle of the worst season we've ever had. And people fear what people fear the most is some level of acceptance of this. You know, and, and a, because and a something re, else is more important, right? And re and reassessing. Yes, I agree. Uh, the the place of the program where there's some kind of existence where we're not a top ten program, and we're not taking basketball seriously like we used to, uh, and this is just going to be okay like this. And that's not how it is. And I think Josh was. It was a good answer. I'll put it that way. Not to be like the not tones to have been much, good the lately. The tone was pretty good. Yeah. yeah uh, Kenny with the same thing, talking about the fans getting on the players and getting on them when they don't play like that. He's like, I want more of that. Like, that's much more conducive to fans sort of riding along with you through yeah. this than, than maybe some of the, I think, understandably kind of early defensive stuff. Yeah. Like, the, the tones have been good. Uh, and th- look, them playing a lot better the last couple of games helps uh, with that a little bit. I agree. And and talking about the fact that like none of this is okay with anybody, and if nothing else, like if Kenny's going to end up just falling flat on his face this year, next year, like there's no you got to give him years and years. I know I saw it too. Y- years and like there's no there's none of that. I'm sorry, Zach. There's none of that from from anybody over there that this is. You know what it is? I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna I'm gonna connect for me. That was Josh Hurd saying Rick Bowes is just wrong. Right. That's what I think. Which is all we've been saying. Like, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. As much as like I respect Rick, uh, that was one of my least favorite. I think it was one of his worst outputs ever. That article was just like a, it was a pure, like this was my guy, and you know I don't know. Like it just it just dripped as of a of an agenda to me instead of an honest, an honest appraisal of the situation. And now I'm on Zach Greenwell's uh, crap list, and I'm never getting off. Dave's gonna try to. I knew. I knew he was like. You're gonna say his name 73 more times between now and the end of the show. I I, (laughs) I, like Bloody Mary for (laughs) Zach Greenwell. Zach Greenwell. Zach Greenwell. I I knew he was listening too because he always listens to us. He's good about that. I knew he was listening. I knew I was gonna get just drilled for this. You have those TikTok videos where it's like one dog's behaving well and the other dogs are being bad. He's like, you said we get good treats if we're good, right? Like that's 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 just because in momentary I. Kitty Clyde that I couldn't remember his successor. I'm sitting here going. Look, a good look. He good, looms large. Agree. I like what I hear from him. And it, again, it sounds like there's no appetite for some sort of super long gradual change. No expectation for some sort of this to take years and years and years and years. And I'm glad that that. I, I would imagine that Josh is not saying that here if he's not saying it to them too. And I, the, the the one sort of comment about like support stuff, I don't think he's talking about his coaching staff. I think he's just talking about that's fair. The but I I would be stunned if there are not coaching staff changes after this season, just because no one has a bad season and doesn't doesn't change something up. Even if you can't totally explain why it didn't work and why this one will, no one is going to look at this and be like, let's run it back. No one. How soon after that last game in the ACC tournament do you think it's going to be where Kenny's? Because I think you give him like a day or two, like you know, final meetings. But how soon do you think it's going to be till Kenny says, "Hey, insert coach here, you're not being retained." Well, you know, like on when when the NBA calendar turns over, and it's supposed to be 
when they can begin negotiating new free agent deals with people, but instead it just turns out that Woj and Shams are just going to hit send on all those drafts on stuff about contracts. Yeah, that was that have, some pretty quick negotiations there. It took five exactly. seconds. Exactly. That free agent deal, that's a seven-year deal for $230 million. Yeah. It worked out in eight minutes? That's incredible. It's it's going to be like that. I'm sorry. I always love those those announcements. No, me too. Eight minutes after midnight. It's like Woj and Shams just, just going at just it. Send all drafts. Is it? I mean, side note. Why is NBA like trade deadline and free agency so much better than every other league? It's better than the games. It's incredible. <laughs> I swear it is. It's so good. Like it's the, the closest tr- thing to what we do on video games. Right. The trade deadline was amazing this year. I know. It was I so know. good. And then last offseason we got the Donovan trade. I know. You know. We finally got to see Russell Westbrook get moved. Like the whole thing. We've been waiting ever since they inked Russell Westbrook. We've been waiting for the day they found a way to trade him. I mean, he's been on five teams in five years with yeah. that contract that he just signed five years ago with OKC. Dude, we knew that wasn't going to work. It was the worst idea ever to bring him into the Lakers. And we're like waiting to see who's going to be. Everyone the team knew that takes it, it and they did it anyway. They did it anyway. It, it's a good reminder. Like, a lot of times you, when something happens, and like the, a, a, a large majority of people are like, that's not going to work. But people who are kind of basketball bennies or whatever, they're like, it might work. No one thought that. Like, not one. Not. Casual LeBron fan. LeBron James was the only person right. that thought that would be good. Casual fan thought it was a bad idea. Yeah. Laker fan thought it was a bad idea. Basketball Banny thought it was a bad idea. Every analyst thought it was a bad idea. Like all of us were right about this one. Because yep. it just it was so obvious. Like you don't need a ball dominant point guard with these guys. Like that's not what you need. Who can't shoot? He'll pass the ball and get assists. Like that was the only angle you can make a positive. Like, he'll even. get triple doubles because he'll pass the ball. LeBron's too ball dominant exactly. to play with a guy like that. Like I just you don't need a ball dominant can't shoot point guard to play with LeBron James. I'd be interested to see if that Clippers deal does happen where because he's getting bought out in Utah. He goes to join Paul George and Kawhi. It's like, what could go wrong here? It's yeah, like, What could possibly go wrong? It's like, uh, they don't play ever. Make him the third or fourth guy off the bench. <laughs> Did want to quickly uh, point out as we're uh, talking here, Eric Bieniemy has apparent is finalizing a deal to become the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. And I think uh, I mean, good for him, I, I guess. I think it sucks that he's having to do that. Uh, but uh, good luck with the Tyler Heineke or whatever. Taylor Heineke. Taylor, that's fine. I knew Zach Greenwell's name. You know, it's... So <laughs> I jump card for today. I wasn't, even, I wasn't even looking for Zach's name in my head, okay? I was looking for... Sad enough, I was looking for the position's name. And I was having the worst time ever. Trying well, you missed what, them both. SID? Exactly. <laughs> like, I couldn't remember after all of my years around college athletics in the department, out of the department, I couldn't remember sports information director. At least you didn't say STD. That'd be awkward. <laughs> I was like sitting here, I was like, relations? He would not I'm like not, that either. That's not right. Like, what? Why am I having? It was one of those moments where just losing a regular word, you know what I mean? A term that I've said a million times. And then you turned it in. To me, not remembering Zach's name, which is not what was happening. Thank you very much. Mark I just wants to book that. guests. That's all it is. And Mark just, he needs to. But no, it doesn't help me at all because they're practicing whenever we're on the air anyway. No, like, it really gains, I gain nothing. Us. It really doesn't help us. I think they do it on purpose. We don't want you to be exposed to the mm-hmm. drive time fans. Exactly. So Sam Howell's going to have a breakout year next year? No. No. <laughs> I don't think so. So a. Uh, what was the who again? Sam, Sam Howe. He was the fifth round pick by the Commanders last year. Wow. Not gonna <laughs> happen. Uh, Sam Howe, better or worse than Mitch Trubisky as far as North Carolina quarterbacks go? <laughs> Much significantly better. 
I agree. I'd go better because he. I mean, in terms of like you know the NFL career, he was a fifth round pick, so I think he'll have a much better career. Yeah, what because was that the And you also pick. did not trade up <laughs> to take him ahead pick. of Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Trade, trade a bunch of assets around to move up like one spot. It's like, you know, <laughs> San Francisco, like give them credit. Like they just like, hey, this pick's really people want this pick a lot. So Chicago's like, we need a quarterback. We need Mitch. Well, if you was, the thing is like, if you are a Bears fan though, you're like, yes. Oh no, oh, right. right? Like, and, and but I do on like a human level, I feel bad for Mitch Trubisky. It is not his fault that that happened. It's not your fault. But he is Sam Bowie, like forever. <laughs> He is. What's sad is like ACC quarterbacks during that time. Deshaun Watson, well, obviously, well, different now conversation than a couple years ago. But Lamar Jackson and Mitch Trubisky is the one who was getting all the hype at that point, you know, and and just lack of on field, you know, it just the the whole thing was absolutely ridiculous. But with the enemy, the whole process with, I feel like I need. A level of accountability with BNME where you come out and you tell me exactly why you didn't hire him. Mm. You're never going to get it. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I would like a good, an explanation that makes sense of it. Right. Like, if you're honestly, like, if, if it is the the domestic violence stuff from, like, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, not to dismiss it at all. If that's what it is, come out and say it. Just say it. Just say it. Say, it. I'm not considering him. And we don't consider anybody with this type of checkered past. Tell me that. I would but ne- I don't think that's what it is. Yeah, that's the problem, is that it's not that. It's like, are you saying because he's not the primary play caller in Kansas City? Because I'm telling you, you guys have hired plenty of Way other too many coordinators other guys. That's exactly right. without Peterson. them having to prove that they called all of these plays. Like, why is the Everyone who has ever picked up Sean McVay's Starbucks order has gotten a head coaching job. Thanks. Thank you. I know. And Andy Reid has two Super Bowl rings. How come you haven't given an offensive coordinator or given a head coaching job to his offensive coordinator? It's a tough one. I will say this past year, like Nathaniel Hackett, I think kind of ruined it a little bit with, because <laughs> didn't he, do him any favors. he worked with Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, this is going to work out. Look at Russell Wilson. So, but what did they ever win as far as titles go? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it just doesn't. They hired him because they wanted to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's I think apparent to everyone. It didn't work out, and it wouldn't have worked out even if they got Aaron Rodgers. Like Nathaniel Hackett's not a good head coach. He's not. But just because it didn't work out with that guy because they were trying to get Aaron Rodgers, that has no connection whatsoever to Andy Reid and his system. Like I just also weird because teams like to gravitate towards offensive quarters because this was the NFL is now an offensive game. So the fact that he hasn't been hired, it's, it's been astounding to me for the last three years. Yeah, it's 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 wild, and it's not a great look for the NFL. Just put it that way. It's not no. I, I it is definitely not a good look. The fact for sure. that he had to take an offensive coordinator job right. at a worse franchise to try to prove his chops that he's a play caller. It's not that anyone would ever like see the logic in that. It's that it's just not done to so many other people. I mean, Joe yeah. Judge becomes a head. Come on, Joe Judge was a teams special guy. teams coordinator. He never called a play. Yeah. I mean, Harbaugh special teams too, for what it's worth. Fine, that's fine. But like, they never had to prove. That they could call an offense. Oh, no, I'm in agreement there, yeah. It's it's weird. And it's a terrible look because there's no way for them to explain their way out of it. And I don't think – I mean, I think he'll be fine. But I just think the offense of Washington is just not good. And whoever's going to be quarterback next year – He might get eaten up because – It's going to hurt him more. Well, But the the thing is, like, if there's a thing about him that keeps a team from hiring him, like from his past, like you were saying – then don't interview him 21 times. Thank you. 
Like he would just never get interviews at all. Yeah, because he's become the token Rooney Rule interview, which is more insulting than Absol- anything. It is. And that's one of the downsides of the Rooney Rule. Sure. Is that too often they have their candidate. It just becomes a shield. They have their candidate, and then they just interview guys they know they're not going to hire, which isn't fair to anybody in the process. I mean, Charlie had talked at length about how insulting that sort of thing was. Yeah, when he knew he wasn't going to get hired. I mean, remember when there was a talk at one point, they're like, if you hire a guy, you'll get a draft pick for Compensation, hiring. Compensation, yeah. yeah. But, and now it's you know, developing, which is a little bit better. I'm not necessarily a fan of it, but it's like, hey, you develop a minority coach we'll, or GM, we'll grant you a couple picks here. It's just a, it's it's a it's sad that it's come to that, but that's how you, not the comp- compensation necessarily, but giving more minority candidates uh, entry level jobs is how you develop more qualified coaches and management position guys later on. I mean that's that's the biggest issue is that if you keep giving opportunities to the same type of guy at the like in college at the GA level, you know, and in the pros at the. Uh, uh, like uh, quality control positions and stuff like that. That's what happens. But the, right. The problem with, with claiming and scouts and any of this is that you just don't follow this process with all sorts of other right. candidates all the time, including a bunch of people this time. Yeah. All I right. mean, speaking for myself, it's yeah. kind of obvious, you know, New England was going to go hire Bill O'Brien, but the OC, the new rules are you have to interview a couple minority candidates. So it felt like that whole process was like, we're even this guy because we have to, even though yeah. we're going to hire Bill O'Brien. That's what it felt like to me, and I think a lot of Patriot fans. Just be enemies being held to a different standard, it seems like. By the way, Texture points this out. The baseball game is over already. Uh, that is true. They have implemented a handful of rules to speed yeah. uh, things up a little bit, and clearly that worked. I mean, it used to be when, when we would have days where the show would be preempted by a L baseball game, a bit we're golden because the minimum three and a half to four hours, and now – we would have had the last 45 minutes or whatever to do. There you go. They could use it. And real quick on that, I think it, I think the final score was 6-1. to one. Last time I checked, six that was the score. 6-7-1, I believe. Uh, Isaac Humphrey at the first home run of the year. Ryan McCoy hit one that still hasn't come down yet. Ryan McCoy hit one over the railroad tracks, apparently. Uh, Eddie King, who was hurt all last year. I've talked a little bit about the him one going that, uh, this year. You heard Adam Vrabel yesterday mention him as a guy mm-hmm. that, that redshirted after injury. I'm a big I'm a, like Eddie King is an impressive looking kid. Uh, he had a triple in his first for his first hit of his career. And Ryan Hawks went six scoreless innings and he gave up a run in the in the seventh. Uh, but the longest season opener uh, starting uh, performance since I think uh, was it Funkhauser? I think is what they said. Not so bad. It's been a while. Nice first day. Good first day. Excited about baseball. Let's go ahead and take a break here. Uh, Louisville, again, th- that game was on 970. Uh, Louisville beat Bun- Bucknell to start the season uh, 1-0. They'll play again tomorrow. That game will be on 93.9 The Ville uh, as well here. We'll take a quick break, come back, put a bow on this one and this week here on The Drive on 93.9 The Ville. Be right back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again just like I just did You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.
You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. Phone lines are open if you want to try to jump in here last minute. 8150-939-3831-939 for the UPS Jobs text line. If you want to jump in that way, you can as uh, well. I did want to uh, shout out uh, to uh, Craig Greenberg for throwing up the old uh, banner on uh, City Hall downtown. I enjoyed that. Eat it. Everybody Proud of else. that. Uh, also, eat it. Dana O'Neill, yeah. who did uh, the, the classic move of just kind of said something stupid and then blamed the audience for not having a sense of humor that can keep up with a joke that was not a joke and not funny. Uh, because what she tweeted at the time when the picture of the uh, down, of uh, City Hall with uh, the 2013 replica banner on it, uh, she tweeted in response to it, I thought the goal was to avoid poking the bear that is the NCAA. And when not she, my goal. When she, well, first of all, yes, that's not anybody's <laughs> not goal. Nobody gives a damn about yeah. that at all. Literally, <laughs> Luke Hancock sued them. Yeah. No one's worried about that. Uh, but if she's referring to Louisville not putting one up inside the UM Center in blatant uh, disregard for the NCAA, we've covered that. But this was the mayor putting one up on City Hall, and there's nothing wrong with that. And your tweet is not funny. Wasn't funny. You weren't joking. You're not, you're and not this is no different than that. I think you should leave scared where she's like, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. And then she housed the whole thing. No, like it's not funny and you weren't joking. Don't do that. And no one thinks the NCA is the bear anyway. Nobody. They're an inconvenience right now that we're we're waiting to die. It's a stupid okay. tweet. It wasn't good. And then it so was she, like, so oh she, yeah, you know, like, So she deleted whole, it. Yeah. But left the tweet up that said, Oh, I forgot those people are not capable of uh, humor. Who or, are those people? Us. I know, but I'm saying, like, Dana, who do you mean, those people? And why? What is our, what is our track record of not being able to handle humor? What are you talking about? I mean, we can be uptight, but that wasn't funny. I'm not uptight. Provide examples, Dana. You don't know me. No, it's not. It wasn't. You were not joking. You don't get to say just something kind of inflammatory and be like, "Why are you so mad? I was joking." Get out of here, with Mark. She doesn't know about my pocket potato. <laughs> I'm clearly not a serious person. We're not clearly. I am not a serious person. We spent 20 minutes an hour or two talking about Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas. For I can laugh. I laugh like Fredo. Yeah, I'm smart. I'm smart. Funny not how dumb, like people say, I can do things. <laughs> Why would you delete that tweet though and leave? I forgot that this place because. doesn't get nuance or humor. Because. Sigh. Mark, because she doesn't, she, whatever, she proved a point. She sucks. <laughs> it's a, it's no, an odd at, place to like, to stay as like the hall monitor for the NCAA. That's weird. Whatever. Remember, she also wrote an article kind of killing the NCAA for not killing us. Yeah. That's really where this all comes you know, from, Mark. It's, so here's the thing. So we've already got like. Roughly 50 to 60 banners we need to make for downtown Louisville. We've decided we're going to plaster them everywhere. Uh, I wanted to make like 15 or 20 to put all around the buildings at the NCAA headquarters, all the surrounding ones. Now we need to put one on like every house around Dana <laughs> O'Neill's neighborhood, uh, maybe around her place of business. You know what we should do? 
Because this always happens here in Louisville, usually. It's get a billboard. Yeah. Just put a billboard <laughs> right outside. billboards everywhere. 2013 National <laughs> Champions. Everywhere. We love billboards in this town. It's our favorite. There's one dude who... It has to be that there's one person who owns all the billboards. And it's so They created a, uh, a, a Cardinal Authority account and just is like, billboards. You know what we need? Billboards. Billboards. Every time. Do we need a recruit? Billboards. Uh, do you want a certain coach? What's the answer, Mark? Billboards. Billboards. Anything. We'll we'll give all every player nil deals with billboards. Yeah. Like all. <laughs> right. Like you name it. Whatever it is. Billboards. Billboards. It's all billboards. Everything's a billboard. Even if somebody's just like, "Hey, I just want to let you all know, like my daughter plays soccer for Assumption. She scored three goals the other day in her first game." He's like, "You know what you need." A billboard. It's well, it's like on Christmas, like you open it up, it's like something, it's something that only one person in your family ever gives as a gift. You're like, oh crap, I know who this is from, right? Like, yeah. it's a billboard. Okay, thanks, Uncle. Whatever. Thanks. <laughs> like in the stocking stuffers, you billboard's just get, a good idea. You get one free billboard for whatever you want. It's like Jared, congratulations, you're on a billboard. Well, yeah, like my mom's, my mom's dad, you know, grew up in in the country, was born on the mountain in Tennessee. I always got a pocket knife. Yeah. Growing up, I have no. How many pocket knives do you have? A dozen. Yeah. Like basically like all were through nice school. Were they nice pocket knives though? I mean, they were fine. I have no use for them. And I definitely did not go through them fast enough to need another one <laughs> next well, Christmas. Some very collect them if they're pretty. Knife. Yes, I got a pocket knife all the time. If they're pretty, some people just couldn't collect them. Like, how so many they're in my top drawer Dave? right now. <laughs> oh, they're nice. How many do you have, Dave? I have one that I can't like. Tom Farmer was nice enough. His his grandpa, uh, I think he passed away, and he had a collection of really nice pocket knives. And Tom Farmer was like, "Look, I don't need all these." He goes, "Here," and he gave me like a really nice one. It's the only one I really care about. It's really nice. It's in my top drawer, my desk. It's pretty, very sharp. After nine eleven, I was like, "I'm just not taking this anywhere." Yeah, that's the thing. Like, do you remember back in the nineties? Because we're we well, were we were we were very conscience conscious people back in the nineties. Like we we lived through it. Spencer, I don't know about you so much. Um, I lived three months of the nineties. <laughs> Gerbers and like <laughs> Leathermans, you know what I mean? Like those were the the thing, and they're still the thing. You know what I'm talking about? And it's like Gerbers and Leatherman and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Hey, yeah, They're still the thing. Those multi tools, but I feel like they lost a little luster after after like TSA became. <laughs> like, Really militant and security everywhere, and you couldn't really carry your Gerber or your Leatherman ever with you everywhere. It feels like people stopped carrying them as much. There's always that one, same thing, same setting. There's always this, that one family member, like wherever you are, like, oh, I got a knife. Like right. always, there's right. a one, just one person, whoever it is. Like, who, pull out a machete. Well, they've all, they're always <laughs> that one guy. Like, oh, you're having trouble opening something? I got, I got a knife. knife. Yeah. Got a knife. Just waiting for it. Just waiting for that opportunity. I got a knife. I got, uh, that's what he lives for. Yes. That's why he puts the knife. That's Sizzle. why he hooks the knife onto his belt every day, right next to his cell phone carrier on the outside of his belt. You know, that guy. The knife's right next to it. Christmas morning. Oh, yeah. You got to open up all that. What's up? Not, the pa- not, not unwrapping, <laughs> but like the stuff when you, when you get boxes. it out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. impossible to open otherwise. Yeah. Like the flashlight that has 17 different things that are connecting it to the yes. backing. And kids' toys where, the, where like yeah. all of the individual parts are also like sealed in. He's like, I, I they got make a knife. you earn it, man. He's got a knife in his pajama pants. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks, Uncle Jerry. That's weird, man. <laughs> like, what else? You got he there? does make you, like, you take this is that, everywhere. Is that a gun everywhere. in your left pocket? Like, that's weird. It's Probably. Christmas morning. Probably. There are no threats here. All right, no sleeper cells here. 
that we know of. That's but your that, niece. And, and you know that's what? your nephew. That's why. Because they know he has that. Because he has it on him. He yes. always got that thing on him. Yes. <laughs> like that place is secured. We're not. We're not going there. But I, look, I just I was. It was classic. I'm going to make a joke. You know what it is? The it's Dana O'Neill thinking, and I'm sick and freaking tired of this. Any Louisville joke I want to make is fine. Anything, any kind of Louisville pot shot I want to take is fine. No one's going to push back. And guess what? It's not like that, hunt. It's, it's not. It's not. Here's it wasn't funny. It. it wasn't a joke. And you don't get to try to say that it was and that we are the problem. Here's the thing. Something funny about Louisville, I'll laugh at it. It really, Yes. I We have thick skin here. When the, the Levitard Show does a whole 30 for 30 where Rick Pitino is a vampire. Yeah, it's fine. I laugh my ass off at that. It's very funny. It's funny. But the thing is, like, Dan, that's not. Her tweet wasn't funny. Nope. It missed the mark. And then she was a coward about it and deleted it. Like, just. But left the complaints about it up. Just leave the tweet up. If you if you think it's fine, leave the tweet up and then just be like, eh, I was kidding. Like in the res- response, be like, whatever. Like take it. It's a joke. Sorry, it's not that big a deal. Because it's not. What's the joke in saying that? I thought the point was to not poke the bear. What's what's fun? <laughs> it was just a statement. It was a statement. If someone laughs their ass like, off at that, you'd be like, what's wrong with you? That's not funny. Because it's really not. <laughs> it was yes, exactly. It really wasn't a joke. It was a criticism of what he was doing. Yes, absolutely. It was saying what well, I thought the point was not to poke the bear. It's like guess what? It's the mayor. He's not affiliated with the university. We can do whatever we want. When it's not like like it's only wrong in one place. Yeah, and he didn't put it there. It wasn't funny. I don't want to waste any more calories on Dano. No. <laughs> it's just not funny. Just file her away with the. Nah, I'm good. She knows I'm good on better. That. It's all good, Dana. Does she? It's all good, Dana. She does. Yes, she does. She's she been does. doing this for a while, man. That is a dying industry, though. Being a hall monitor for the NCA. Yeah. It's a, it's a decreasingly relevant role. So here in like, it's like the um, the actual like guys who observe cheaters and. LA and or I'm sorry in Las Vegas and stuff like that you know the human now they have cameras everywhere they need a far fewer oh, right. like human eyes in the sky like on casino you know like that's or like in that not so great adaptation 21 where uh, <laughs> did you ever see it yes Lawrence yep. Fishburne's character is like I need a retirement because they had a weird accent in that movie they tried to like make him have a New York accent it didn't really work uh, nothing about that movie really worked but <laughs> There. They're all Asian characters, and they replace them all with white people. <laughs> Whitewashing ass finest. Always. That was the most whitewashed movie ever. And then Kevin Spacey, nothing he's in aged well. But um, Lawrence Fishburne, like you know, he's like, ah, I need a retirement plan because I'm not going to have a job in the next year because of technology. That's what it feels like with Dana O'Neill and people like that. It's like the job is disappearing. Carrying water for the NCAA. Good luck. The organization is not going to exist in a couple of years. It just wasn't funny. Don't pretend like it wasn't that we're the problem for not laughing at it. Danny, you're the problem. How about if that? If there's a fan base that has been conditioned and learned to be able to laugh at least a little bit at itself, it's us. We've had no choice. We wouldn't We wouldn't have made it right. if we couldn't laugh at some things. Give me your thoughts on tomorrow. What are we going to see? Because right, so- I'm going to be crazy. Are you picking them to win yes. again? I think they're going to win. Not again. I didn't pick them to win anything, but I, I am. <laughs> I think they're going to pull it off. 
I do. So, I, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. I'll put it that way. I mean, we, we gave them a decent game for most of yes. the run down at Clemson. I mean, we fell behind early and then played them even in the second half, which is really the script for half the season, it seems like. Um, Clemson's not an overwhelming team. They're good. They're pretty well coached this year. I mean, they they they, but they they're weird. Where they beat Florida State by forty, they lost to a okay North Carolina team, a bubble team by twenty. You know, like it's just they're kind of Jekyll and Hyde. It's hard to put your finger on the pulse with them. Um, I think I'll take the way Louisville's been playing lately and say it's going to be a, a pretty close game. Uh, I I think we lose a heartbreaker, probably. But it's going to be a close game. And I, I'm not saying we won't win. I just think if, if you put a gun to my head, say, make a choice, I'll say we lose, but it's going to be a close game. I think they're going to figure couple out a way baskets, to win that thing. A couple baskets. Like a five-point loss. But I hope we win. And I think it's going to be a good one. I hope they show out for that 2013 ceremony. I hope everybody goes. I hope it's our best crowd of the year. I hope all those things are true. I'm going to enjoy the ceremony. I'm going to enjoy seeing a lot of those old faces. I can't believe it's been 10 years. I'm going to choose to believe that there's there's just there's something supernatural or something about them all being there <laughs> and them having been there yesterday and just the supernatural. You know, something not physical about it, but them just sort of being around, having, you know, been in practice today, uh them being there before the game. The replays and highlights and it, like it, for it can't it's going to be just like the Lamar Jersey thing where it was like they they played out of their minds in that game uh, and it was it was satisfying and thorough, just enjoyable for everybody and I just I choose to believe I don't think they're going to blow them out or anything but I'm just it'll be the Lamar Jersey situation not the Russ Jersey situation yeah <laughs> yeah that Russ Jersey was not didn't it go well. well it was awesome the ceremony was awesome yeah game wasn't what number did Russ wear Mark. You don't know what number Russ wore? Guys, we've done this. I mean, how many times do I have to do this? Two, man. Oh, that's right. Everybody knows that. You know what we need to do, Davis? Is one of these days lie. we need lie exactly. Yeah. And Mark's like, "Yep." I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I by and large, guys. I'm sorry. I don't. What does that serve me? It doesn't. I mean, it's just something that you saw. You watched so many games, but I don't. Not just as a fan, but as a. I'm not looking at their jersey numbers. It's in the rafters, man. I don't, I don't look up the like. I don't study it. Mark just to me, he doesn't care about the banner because he's looking at the rafters at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark, I don't care about the banner. I don't look at the rafters. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a reason to look up there. I don't ever Mark's look up look, there. He's like, hey, there's that coach's number one ranking banner out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's gonna look up for. That's you know what it is. I've been waiting all this time for them to finally recognize that they finished number one in the 2013 coaches poll. That's what you've been waiting. Now you're yeah, looking. Now up there. that it's up there, I'll look up there a little so, bit. So. I'm not even going to ask you what number Russ wore his freshman year because it's different. Well, it's not two. <laughs> it wasn't two. I'm say no more. I'm going to say zero, but I don't know if I'm. It's 24. We're 24 as a freshman. And, and, and I remember that. And how has Maybe that knowledge helped you? Year, but I remember how has that knowledge a... helped you at all? It's okay. I, know. I rest my case. He stumped us. He stumped <laughs> the other gas bags. <laughs> I just it's I look. I fully recognize that it's a me problem. I'm. I'm. I'm you don't have to convince me. You. You don't. But they don't stick. They don't stick. Try me another one. I mean, we'll try. What number does Tiger Woods wear? (laughs) (laughs) 
Tom Brady. No, we did that one already. But I just, I don't. Peyton Siva. Got nothing. Three. Okay. Is, is it actually three or are you messing with me? It's three. It's three. I don't, they don't, I'm sorry, like it's not in my head. Angel thinks it's ridiculous too. That it's I, that a little I, that weird I don't. because it's just like with. It's me, I know, but it's just numbers don't stick. What number was Scotty Pippen? 33. 33. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What number was Magic Johnson? 32. Hey! hey! <laughs> Guessing basketball jerseys is not, <laughs> it's not fair, though, because they can only go up to five. So. Well, not, not in the NBA. NBA. Well, I know. Jinx. Used to it. Oh, that was weird that you guys did that like so. A little weird. David Robinson. Is there a four? No. I was going to say 34 or something. He's 50. Come 50. on, guys. Oh, I should wow. know that. Duncan was 21. I know that. Yeah. Duncan and Why? Why do you know that? Because I grew up watching What's Duncan. Charles Barkley's number? 34? That's yeah. 34. I think he did two numbers in his doesn't career. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. I'm sorry. I just I can't help it. Mike Evans. I don't know. I want to say 11, but I don't know if I'm right. It's 11 or like 19, 13. maybe? I don't know. 13? I, 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 I thought it was 13. I really don't know. They don't, it's, they don't stick, and they don't mean anything to me. This is the best finish to this show we've ever know. had. We're just We're like, so stupid. I know. Uh, what numbers Guys that? like to do this, though. <laughs> Joe, uh, like I, I really enjoy the joke, the joke. I don't like baseball at all, but I've enjoyed the, like, Joe Posnanski and Mike Sure, they've, yeah. they've just been opening baseball cards and laughing at who's in them, yeah. like from the 80s and stuff, and I've enjoyed Which the Which I knew of like every roster, I understood. Like when I was growing up, I knew every single player on every baseball team because I collected baseball cards religiously. So like I would know all about Pat Kelly and Pat Borders. And <laughs> no, yeah, I was talking with the guy once. He's like, I could name everyone on like the big red machine teams back in yeah. the day. Like the whole starting lineup, the pitching rotation. Same with me and like the A's. Yeah, the I'm sure 90s, you, yeah. Late, late 80s. And all the bad A's teams after that. <laughs> when Ruben Sierra was the best player on the team. <laughs> there was some lean years between when they traded everybody away and or they all signed elsewhere. The mid-90s before like Billy Bean came and Giambi and and Tejada and they signed Johnny Damon and all that. Some lean years, man. By the way, Texter texted us says all the bottled water is gone at Kroger because of the train accident. I'm fierce about that. It's a weird world we're living in right now. We're shooting down some balloon club's balloon. But do we believe that? <laughs> do we believe anything? Dude, Shrebel's having himself time right now with the unidentified flying objects he's, yeah, his, day, his day has finally come right yeah texture says i had an irrational hatred of ruben sierra <laughs> i had a completely, what's the, what's the a, most mundane player you had an irrational hatred that's a for? great question and i wish well, I as we wrap like things right up here like for me top of my head jay huff from virginia well yeah hate for him. sure See, absolutely a, hate a him. lot of those guys in like college sports for us because a lot of those guys don't amount to much after their college careers, but they were such, like, like parentes at, at Virginia. Like, get him out of my life. He was there forever. Oh my god! Did you hate Heron Goody back in the day? I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good all, one too. Every, the long like Heron Goody was the prototype for the long line of, like, they had a factory of just crew cut. Yes, uh, that's right. Six ten white guys who could shoot, and they got fifteen rebounds a game. 
And we did that with Notre Dame for like an eight-year period. There was a succession line. And then I guess the machine broke. And After the five overtimes, it was like, we yeah. got to start dog-walking these folks. The Mike, Mike Bray just decided to, he, he couldn't recruit them anymore. What about you? The most mundane player you hated? I mean, it's Tyree because of the helmet catch. But that's the reason for hating that. Yeah, so, but he never like he never played again, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think. It's like, like that's the first one that comes to mind. It's like Tyree. Um, you know, Chris Matthews had that weird Super Bowl against the Patriots where he just went off. We well, he went the game. DK, so we hated him before that. <laughs> yeah. So I really don't have one that like, he did have a jump. random weird Super Bowl, yeah, right? He, yeah, he had like four catches, one touchdown. Probably would have won MVP if they had won the game if they hit it to Marshawn, but they didn't. Trust me, there's like a long list of them, and I'll think of every single one of them. On the way home today. <laughs> That's the assignment for Monday. <laughs> like the college ones are easy to me. Oh, I got another one. When I was a kid, my dad took me to the Bucks Lions game. Devendorf's a good one too. Uh, oh God. Rodney Pete. I can I can still see it right now. But he was good though. He was, yeah, but was I mean decent. it's Rodney Pete. Yeah. And he runs like a bootleg in to beat the Bucks like, on the last play of the game, eighty-seven maybe. Yeah. And I'm just I'm still mad about it. <laughs> Screw you, Rodney Pete. Holly Robinson Pete, right? That's who he married, right? Yep. Yeah. Holly Robinson Pete. Um, what a way to wrap this stupid week up. <laughs> what a show. Go cards. I've be Clemson. I have such a long list for like the from baseball, and I just can't can't place any of them right now. Who cares? It's Friday. I'm not supposed to. The only th- the only reason that I did not name Armando Baycott is he's not mundane. No, he's not. But he's way way up there. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Stay warm this weekend. Enjoy uh, honoring the 2013 team. Tomorrow, you've been listening to The Drive North of the Ville. See you.